You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So ready. All righty. Three, two. Eyeballs is totally moving. New and improving. Not that we can't back grow. I've got the heart and desire. My balls are on fire. Ready to take us to the top. Welcome to the show. Did you know that your mom is a Welcome to the show. Welcome to the smoke show. Uh, uh, I'm I'm here with a legend. I got a guest. Guests are guests are good. I like guests. I like friends. I know I know this man, but this man is a living legend, and he came to the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, Bus Rudin is here. Unbelievable. We got it. I can't believe he came to the house, and he befriended my dog Romeo. And boy, are they a great team. <laughs> Romeo and Bus Rudner just look like they're an unstoppable team. They could go so so far in life. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, very happy to be here. Been a while. Yeah, yeah. Things are good. You're running. It. Yeah, these are great. These people love me. Whatever that sound is. <laughs> was that a, a the ta- cat's tail? Tail. Yeah. Nice. Nice one, Rumble. Talent. Yeah. 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 I, I'm very interested in your uh, karate. Uh, journey because i have been accidentally put into karate myself and you guys have the karate event you got a tv show coming out is it out or it's is it coming out yes no it's coming uh september 16th it's going to be in costa rica that's right. the first show there uh and it's, it, it, that place and it's like the ultimate fighter like in a house of guys or something no like no, that? no no that's another show it's called the kumite and this is where we that's not in the house by the way that's just fighting but that's to 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 discover new talent okay. so it's a little bit different rules they got shin guards you know and the guys who stand out we just had a few uh but the show was running so i can't say who won but uh, there's a few guys that have a contract now to go to karate combat, full contact, no shin cards, no nothing. So is karate getting bigger and are athletes in karate getting enough money to just be in karate? Yes, at this moment it is because we have the best the best guys. We have guys who fight in the, Olympia, uh, in the Olympics okay. and they fight now full contact. So it's kind of cool because like four and a half years ago they started the company and I was there. And some of these guys didn't cross train yet. So they would connect with somebody, poof, and they would stop because normally it's like point and they stop. But then the other guy would just keep going and they go like, oh crap, I got to pick this up. Yeah, so uh, you better that, learn that. Get yeah, that they, out of your system. But that's the thing. They started boxing, kickboxing on the side. And now you see, because they're Olympic level athletes, <laughs> dude, we have some good guys. We had Rafael Agaev, who's considered the goat of karate, five world titles, 11 European titles. The guy's freaking master. His third match that he fought full contact fights Raymond Daniels, who is like, I mean, if I had to put my house as a bat, yeah. you put it on Raymond Daniels because yeah. there's no way he's going to lose. Well, he lost. So that by itself, that fight was everybody's eyes open. They go like, whoa, so karate is real. You know, yeah. because a lot of these people still don't think. These guys are good, man. And, and the way it's filmed, go to karate.com. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. It's in the pit. It's got 45 degree angle walls. 
that you can use. So there's also takedowns with five seconds ground and pound. So you can literally pick up a guy, we saw that doing already, running up the wall, and then from the height he throws the guy down and starts uh, raining down uh, strikes. And you get how long? How many strikes? Five, five seconds. You get five seconds with the strikes, and then the ref stops it. Stops it. Stand back, back up. That's it. No way. But you can finish him right there. Too, you can obviously. finish him right there. Right. Yeah. And also, if you fall against the wall, you're not considered down. So we already had a knockout from our champion, uh, Ross Levine, where he dropped the guy. The guy fell with his back against the wall, and he was standing, and he made an Oshiro Mawashi Yodangiri, which is a really spinning, cool heel kick yeah. right on the jaw. Super badass if you can ever pull it up. Ross Levine. What's the one where... Uh, not in your in karate combat in in I think maybe Olympian something where the guy won by a head kick got knocked out but because he won. knocked the guy out he got disqualified <laughs> he woke up you know what I'm talking and they about what happened to say you won yeah <laughs> you know it go, makes no sense right we went after those guys to see if they would like to fight full contact on our show but they declined unfortunately really yeah no that would have been good because that listen if I, did you see it yes he dipped into it with his own hands yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of his own fault. I go, the guy should have never won. And imagine who, do you want to win like that? No. They wake you up and they say you're the Olympic champion. Yeah, they're both losers. It's kind of weird, right? Concerned. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's but a shame. Not in, but now, because that, that never really made sense to me. But now because of mixed martial arts, I mean, you've been involved in all of these different versions for so many years. Only the, you know, the light is on it now. But for karate, it the way it is, the way you guys are making it, it's kind of become its own, it's, its own new thing because we're not going to take points. We're not going to watch it. Yep. It's got to be real because we've seen the UFC and all these other places. We know what a knockout, what a real fight is, and now you're you're doing that. Yeah, but the cool thing about this is imagine your 12-year-old uh, son walks up <laughs> and he says, hey, uh, Dad, I want to watch uh, tonight. I want to fight watch the UFC. Well, yeah. there's some parents who are going to go like, mm, I don't know about that. But they say, hey, Dad, can I watch karate tonight? Sure. I think the whole family is going to join because karate is well, it's a household name. Everybody yeah. knows it. So I think that that opens a lot of doors. And now, especially when you see the guy like Rafael Akaev beating a really high-level kickboxer, yeah. they go like, crap, this is real. Yeah. These guys are really good. So That's an excellent point. Because if, if the kid gets really into the UFC, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to send a 12-year-old down to the local MMA gym tomorrow. That's what I mean. But karate, karate lessons, positively. Yep. And then we got great guys. GSP runs the show sometimes with us. Then we got Leo De Machina helps us out. Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, all karate guys. Say, yeah. So, and our pleasure to work with, man. It's a whole different vibe because the the structure of karate, the respect they have. You see some guys, they get in their faces and they yell at each other. And as soon as they stop in front, they bow, shake their hands. I mean, there's a lot of respect going on. Do you cool. think there's better sportsmanship? I think way better. Mixed martial arts? Yeah, I truly believe so. I think if you grew Because it was up more like that, of a martial art from the get-go, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it, you know? And you have to be on time. You have to... Look. That's there's the thing fighters with and then there's martial artists and then there's, then there's combinations, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I need to interrupt this podcast for a very important update. Break up from your destructive habits. Head to trifume.com slash Jason. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. Look at me looking all cool with my fume here. There's nothing wrong with that, baby. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume does just that. Instead of electronics... Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It makes replacing your bad habit easy. It's also fun to fidget with. 
And I feel cool using it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard. But switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, even fun. Look at me, I'm having a blast. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume and the exhilarating humanity breakup from destructive habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Head to Fume.com and use the code Jason to save 10% off when you get your Journey Pack. Tis Dizzy. That's tryfume, T-R-Y-F-U-M.com. And then use the code Jason, like me, and you get an additional 10% off your order today. Oh, uh, head to tryfume.com slash Jason to save an additional 10% off your order today, mate. And I, I, I love it, like the katas and all that stuff. It's the memorization that you yeah. have to focus yeah. on every move. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I told you many times, but I hadn't let my son, he's 11 now, a couple of years ago, I had not let him watch the UFC. And then I let him watch the, the Conor Habib fight. Oh. And there was so much talk leading up to that. Uh. And I said... But here's the great thing. Yeah. You're going to see what they're going to do. Afterwards, it'll be nothing but oh, respect. No. That's it. Yeah. No, 100%. It's all, it's all wow. right. Bury the hedges. Yeah. Well, that's that, it. Could not have picked a worse yeah, thing. No, that, that was he was the, the flying eagle when he dove yeah, into the audience, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. That was the worst showing of MMA ever. Oh. Yeah, and that was his first fight he watched. Yeah, your son. I carefully, I carefully, for you, Dad. I carefully selected it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did your yeah. homework. Yeah, yeah, that really worked I, out. I have the spinning heel kick video right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, watch this. How cool is this? You can. The guy's so controlled. Poof. Watch this. Puff. Oh, dude. Dude, that. He's like blows me away with everything. He's so in control the whole time. Oh, what is it? Okay. They could have stri started striking when they fell down or not? Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. Not on the ground. Especially when there's a clinch, no. As soon as somebody grabs somebody, it's over. Man, he's fast. Oh, yeah. I like the arena. It, it... Yeah, right? And look at the background. It's like futuristic. Yeah. You see cars flying over. It's like all really oh. cool, like game and show. It, it's everything, you know? The audience very close there. It looks like Can, almost like a you fight do club. Superman punches and stuff. Yep. Okay. So jump the off the cage, perfect. off yeah, the, yeah. the ring, the wall. Yeah. What is the what is the ring called? Do you guys have a name the for pit. it? The pit. The pit. Right. Welcome to the pit. <laughs> we have this guy with this over dramatic voice. Makes sense. <laughs> you. Hey, were, I, I got a new friend here. Look at this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like it's, it's weird when cute things like you. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's just weird when you befriend really cute things. He goes to my weak arm, though. You see, the, it's all atrophied from neck surgeries. So he he, he kind of felt the power. And he went to the weakest side. <laughs> Smart cat. Yeah, he's a very intuitive fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Cats have that. Oh, so cute. Hey, I saw a video of you talking about because I I don't believe in ghosts, right? Yeah. And then I saw a video of you because I know you. Yeah, you know we, what I mean, like you, 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 you're on the planet, you know. Yeah. And you're saying that you felt like you saw a, uh, you felt a presence, but you're saying something moved for sure. Something moved for sure. I got I got attacked by it like six times. What? Uh, oh, like physically? Oh sh! And it's felt something touch you. No, completely sitting on my chest. And then people go, sleep paralysis. I say, I'm awake, dude. I'm looking around. I can move my arms. I just can't come from this whole pressure on my chest. And I tried to, with my leg, throw out the bed, tried to pull myself out, but the pressure was way too high. 
couldn't get it off, really freaky. And then uh, the, on, the only way to get off of it, and that was at the time before I got back to the face, so there was a lot of profanity. <laughs> I uh, that was getting super aggressive and a scream, and then it would leave. Then just the same freaking thing. We come home one day. No, first of all, I see I'm sitting down in the middle of the night when I have to pee because then I don't have to turn the light on, right? Yeah. So otherwise it pisses all over the place. Don't want to do that. So I'm sitting down. I see my wife walking by. She goes to the kitchen. So I figure she's going to get the water or something. So I go to bed. She's in bed. I grab the gun. I start running through the house. Wow. Nobody in the house. Yeah. No, no, no. Get a gun that quick. So then I come home with the whole family around nine o'clock at night and I open the door and I go, somebody's in the house. And she goes, what? I say, here, I died now, Norman. I said, just hit send when you hear something. I said, but don't worry. I know where everything is. We'll be okay. So now we had a, when you walk in, there's, an, uh, there's a wall and there's an open kitchen and there is a, the dining room is there and in the back is the kitchen. Yeah. And it's divided by a wall. So I thought this guy was on this side of the wall. So I start walking here, making a lot of noise, hoping he would do this and I would come around the corner and grab him. Now we had a door that went to the kitchen and instead of a door, the door, the post, the door post, there was hanging a thick curtain and I come running around the curtain and the curtain flies up against the ceiling. So I keep running because a person just ran through it. Yeah. There was nobody in the freaking house. Then when we moved out of the house, this is crazy. You reckon I, it followed you? No, 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 that was not it. Another this, ghost. It there, not the ghost. No, this was something else right away from day one. My daughter was sleeping upstairs. And I asked the next day. <laughs> that was the cat. <laughs> the cat was jumping on oh, the sound. Man. You, mentioned su you mentioned Superman punches. That was a Superman punch. <laughs> oh, he that just was hit like so seven bucks with one punch, too. So. so we go there. She sleeps. Next day, we're having breakfast. How was your girl's first night? And uh, she goes, the one upstairs goes, it was good, but I had a visit from two boys. And I go, whoa, 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 back up. I said, spirits. And she goes, yeah. I say, you're not freaking out because normally she would freak out. She goes, no, no, they're really nice. Uh, until I asked one, I said, hey, could you please stop because I want to go to sleep. But he kept pushing on the bed the whole time. I go, whoa, whoa, how, how old? And she says, I'm 16, 17. I go, this is crazy. So I go downstairs, go on the computer. If something ever happened in this house, well, in 2001 on Christmas, poor freaking parents from these kids, four kids, uh, three boys and a girl, went out of control of the road next to us, drove through my wall. So I'm looking outside where they repaired the wall. Two boys died, 17 years old. I go, okay. And that's when I got reintroduced into the faith with all these things that I already had. And then it started making perfect sense. I go, oh, crap. There's way more going on. There's this story that I read in Holland. This was this um, uh, surgeon, and it was in the ER. And he had a lot of people passing away, but they would they would say that they, they would come back to life like after a minute, you know. They saw a near-death experience. They would say that they would flow, float over them. They could see exactly what they were doing. And you were, you were saying this to her and this to her, and, and everything was working. But the guy goes like, yeah, but maybe they can still hear, you know. They, they weren't really there. Till this one guy dies, and they bring him back. He says the same thing. Uh, and then he said, and there was something weird, he says, because I went to the room next door and that's where my mom and dad were. And it was so weird. My dad was smoking and I know my dad doesn't smoke. And everybody freaked out because his dad was in such a panic. He was actually in the room next no door. No way. So now this guy goes, okay, he really had an out-of-body experience. So without telling anybody, he put these symbols on the top of the lighting, like a square, a triangle, a circle and a heart. Yeah. And sure enough, the next guy who passed away, he said, 
You mean slow. passed away and then came back, you mean? Yeah. So yeah. near death It happens a lot. It happens a lot. And this guy goes, yeah, I could see what you guys were doing. He says, did you notice anything about the lights? Did you see anything on there? He says, oh, yeah, some symbols are hard to square. And they freaking said it. So that's when he realized, okay, that's the soul that leaves the body. You see, so once you hear all these things and then you get physically attacked and you see a curtain flying up right in front of your face and you see the person walking and then you hear the story from my daughter with the two boys in which you check out and which freaking happened, I go, okay, yeah, there is something more going on in this life that uh, we can't see. Were you skeptical about paranormal stuff before that? No, I was always feeling that something was there, but I was never, you know, I had this... The, this, the, the way they got me back was weird because I was a very sick kid. I had a horrible skin disease. I was the leper in school, they said. That's why I started fighting, of course. Bad lungs too, right? Uh, bad lungs, bad asthma. Everything uh, was bad. And I took a lot of insane amount of medication. And because of that, I don't remember a lot from when I was a kid. I was taking 45 pills a day. I remember that. There was a lot of um, uh, cortisones, at which later killed my career because they, had, they didn't know the long-term effects from cortisone that it weakens the tendons and all that stuff. So that was not good. What was the tie-in? We were. Uh, I asked you if you believe if you were predisposed to think uh, that paranormal stuff was real. Yeah, but what I was going with this freaking story. Right. Um, but I do remember one thing, and it was the one thing when I was ten years old. I was sitting in the classroom and I was staring outside, and I was mesmerized by this tree. It was really weird. And I tried. I heard the teacher try to get a hold of me, and the kids are laughing, and suddenly he's getting angry. He's what? And I go what? He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking at the tree. He goes. What, what is about the tree? I said, where does it come from? He goes, they planted there, idiot. I go, I understand that. But the tree before, the tree before. If you go all the way back, where do trees come from? And that was just a really weird thing. And it stuck out. I can, I smell it. I know where I was sitting. I can point out the tree. Till this day, everything was so vivid. And then a friend of mine asked me, hey, you want to sit on this guy? He's going to talk about, just a 30-minute talk, how the world came together. Now, if he would have said, do you, he's going to talk about Jesus, well, God, I would have said, I'm in my room. I'll see you in a half hour. But he didn't. He said, how the world came together. Well, that's interesting. And I sit there, and the guy, the first thing he says was, the leaf fell from the tree. Yeah, that's a weird thing. And he says, that, tree, that leaf just reached its end destination. He says, let's go backtrack that leaf. He goes to the branch. And he goes to the tree before, and he goes to the tree before, and he starts backtracking. And I'm sitting there, I go, I know this story from somewhere, but this is so weird. And I realize, crap, it's the only thing I remember. And now this guy's bringing it back. And the way he was doing that, all the way back, and then at the very end, it was just 100% confirmation. You go like, dude, we're a design. This is design. This is not an accident what happened here. You know, well, and design needs a designer, you see? And boom, suddenly there we were. I'm more interested in... If you die and your soul leaves, does that mean that means in in my mind that we have the power to make our souls come out of ourselves? Oh, there's people who can do that. Like you can meditate, and I can make my soul go out, and then I could like watch, like to see if my wife's cheating on me or something. That, that's room. exactly how the military found that out. There was a guy who killed a, a guy because he was sleeping, and he flew to the house, and his wife was having mm. sex with his best friend. No. Yep, and that's when he went over there. He killed the guy, got in jail, and then, but then they, and then when they heard that story, that was the military dove on that right away because, yeah, if he can control that. Listen, we could, we can, if we lose the stupid freaking phones that take all our attention away. We, we don't have an attention span anymore. If you could really focus, yeah, there's a lot you can do. Like the Swami Rama guy, the, 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 the Buddhist. Yeah. He would. What can he do? He can bring his heart rate up to 300 beats a minute that's on not, commando. That's not, on that's, command. Not, that's not safe. He can, he can control his oxygen in Why the body. Why would he do that? 
he does this. No, but he looks at his hand and he can send no oxygen to the, like a circle. And then yeah. a circle appears on his hand oh, because it's sick. oxygen free. But it's still not going to like fight crime with it or anything. Like I need a better I know, power but I mean, it's we, a, did, we could start. do some really cool start. stuff. I know. You know, it's but because, now look, it's all taken away. Think about when a human practices something for a decade every day and how great they get at it to the point where, you know, like if somebody punches somebody, because just to bring it to fighting, anybody can punch somebody. But if you train for 10 years or more, on how to throw that punch, the amount of power that you can send is is night and day. Yeah, oh yeah. Like to the point where you become almost a superhuman. Same as skateboarding, soccer, all of it. Everything. People yep. that have done it for their whole lives and just dedicated it all, they become super powerful at it. Yep. Why not, instead of doing soccer or fighting, why not just spend, like you said, not on the phone, just every day trying to figure out how to like get your body out of your body. I love fall because it means fall flavors. I don't really know how to cook. I'm a bit of a loser, live by myself, and I can't afford to order food. So this is saving my life. So your life could be saved too if you're anything like me and you hate cooking. Check it out. 50% off if you go to factormeals.com slash Alice50 and use the code Alice50 to get 50% off. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. You can choose from 34 weekly flavored meals that are fresh and never frozen and are ready to go in two minutes, yo. They've got Gourmet Plus options that are prepared by chefs with premium ingredients like broccolini. It's like broccoli, only skinnier and fancier. Leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. They also have lunch, you tosses. So you got grain bowls, salad toppers, ready to eat when you're ready to go. No microwave required. And don't forget about snacks. They have over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple, cinnamon, pancakes, bacon, and cheddar egg bites, and potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Man, I'm getting hungry right now. Listen to me, punk. Head to factormeals.com yeah, slash... You're listening to me? Yeah, you little punks. Factormeals.com slash LS50. Use code LS50. Get 50% off or I'm gonna... Gonna be factormeals.com slash LS50 to get 50% off or I'll break your Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I bought you a, not get good at it. I bought a book like that when I was in high school, just a silly thing at the bookstore. Yeah. And I, I I did try, you're supposed to lay there and you know not think about anything, clear your mind. I did feel like I got because you feel like your center of consciousness mm -hmm. is like right third eye, but we're right about where your eyeballs are. You used yeah. to seeing stuff from there. I did feel like I got it down to like my belly button one time and I talked to somebody and they're like, Yeah, that's that's exactly See, how that's done, she should have kept going. Yeah, then. ten more years of that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You would have been like in another room doing the show. Dude, it's just, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't have even needed to drive walks. here. You wouldn't have been here, yeah, but you would have been. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. some people who can do really crazy stuff. Yes. Like I said, I know an exorcist, and he's a very world renowned You know exorcist. an exorcist. Oh, a yeah, world yeah. renowned exorcist. Oh, yeah. Father Ribiger. <laughs> look that guy up. Wait, he what? Father Ribiger. What's a Ribiger? Ribiger is his name. Oh, his last name. I thought he said he fought a Ribiger. No, like, no. So I'm, I'm asking him. So what is? I was like, that sounds like a sick demon. The, the facial movements, like moving. He says, "Is that true?" And he goes, "That's ninety percent of the time." I go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what?" Wait, what? He says that the faces, the changes, uh, the facial uh, expressions. Yeah. He says that's ninety percent of the time. That's pretty much always a common thing. He says a lot of fake ones, but the ones that are. I go, okay. What? So what's the craziest thing you ever had? And he goes, two times. 
I go, dude, that's what? He says, when I walked in, they were floating against the ceiling. Yeah. I had to talk him down. That is, and then talk, you talk him down. And then you talk to other exorcists, and they've all seen the same. The people floating, levitating. In I'm the more mirror. interested in the fake ones. Yeah. When, <laughs> like, he goes there, and they're like, oh, you wait till you get a load yeah. of me. And he's like, dude, pretty sure you're, no, oh, I'm a demon. <laughs> like, how is it when they fail? Like, that's got to be fun, right? Oh, no, what about these kids that are 11 years old who start speaking fluid uh, Aramaic? Aramaic. Yeah, well, people hit their head and then they have crazy accents and stuff. Crazy stuff, man. Yeah, it is weird. Savants and all that stuff. This hey, Bus, you used to be real violent, right? Because you're like a bouncer and stuff and you had those videos where you like, knee to the face, knee to the face, yeah. you know what I mean? All that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You're older. I mean, like, I'm older too. Like, I think I was definitely a lot more aggressive. And then when I got older, and now that we know about brain injuries and stuff, I'm a little, uh, especially like on the street, not, it's pretty hard for me to go. Like, I, I really don't want to. Yeah, me neither. But is, is that like a, have you grown over the years with that stuff or, or do you still have a temper? No, I don't have a temper anymore. It's I do have a temper, but I know really well how to control it. Right. You know, it's just really focusing on it. It's just, you know, uh, controlling the senses, right? Because that's all what it starts. Because once you lose emotion, well, look at politics right now. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's all emotion because people don't think. That's how, did why you, I was, how did you figure that out? How did you? It's it's very hard. It's very yeah. hard. Like I'm, somebody cuts me off on the road. It's very hard for me to not get angry. Yeah, me too. And I'm just, I, I'll, I'll say something, I'll, I'll pray for it. I, I, I come up with something or I visualize a, a six-year-old kid driving or a grandmother yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Because otherwise I might go, yep. you know, but so I just, and you have to do it over. It takes years. This do is you not ever get easy. into situations where somebody cuts you off and then they come alongside your car and they go to tell you to, you know, go screw yourself or whatever. And then they see the it's Bus Rutten's head and they go, oh, I can't tell you better one. This is very fun. I have my daughter over with a boyfriend from Holland and we're driving in the car. The windows are open and I'm making a turn and a guy goes from the other side. We're both going into the same street, but there's like four lanes. Yeah. So, but he can't stand it that I went before him or something. He's just honking the door and he comes really hard on me back and I go like, dude, whatever, you know, to pick my hand up. And then he comes next to me and dude, we die. He goes, oh shit, boss Rutten. He's screaming it out loud. <laughs> he hits the brakes and he's farming. And we're dying in the car. It was the funniest thing. And then I thought, uh -huh. was that my a friend, guy that I know? So I called the guy. I said, was that you? He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, oh crap. It was hilarious. <laughs> Poor guy. So yeah, that was the one instance. I, I don't know what you're talking that. about. That's smart. That's what Do I you think say. that maybe, because you said your experiences as a young person were like, what would put the chip on your shoulder? Uh, to maybe get in involved with fighting. Do you think becoming so accomplished in fighting and then being known around the world for being so accomplished helped to take some of that chip off from feeling the way you did as a kid? No, yeah, yes, for sure it did. But I'm, I never wanted to fight. Like when I was a bouncer, they wanted you me. You were a bouncer first before any training. Before, yeah. So you uh, just, no, I did Thai boxing uh, at the time. So and I fought Thai boxing. Like a, you were a Thai boxer. Yeah, I was training five days okay, a week. Okay. So. But but and they they of course they liked it when I because I can fight but they really like me because from the ten situations we fight maybe once because I'm really good with talking and connecting to people and once you start breaking things down like the drunk he was checking out my wife I go that's a compliment yeah did you touch her no was she talking to her did you make face no no I said dude what are you talking about? and then they start thinking they go like yeah yeah I said what do you drink beer what do you want no right. man take a beer shake hands. Problem solved. Just break it down because yeah. then they realize it's stupid what yeah. you're angry getting for. 
And then one time when it happens, I will make sure that I'll leave a mark, you know, like headbutting, like headbutts <laughs> for people who are watching. Yeah. It's very, they go like, don't, don't, don't mess with that bouncer because yeah. it looks very powerful, you know? So I would make sure that at least the people who are watching, that they don't forget so that we don't have problems anymore in the bar. But that's very rare. I didn't fight. People say, yeah, hundreds of street fights. That's completely bull. I think maybe like 30 or something, you know. Right. Just, and that's like, because you had to work a place where that's people it. were fighting. That's it. You had so, to break it up. And on the street, almost never, you know, and especially after my whole freaking Sweden story with these five bouncers there that spent Wasn't there chill one, time. you told me one where a guy kept trying to fight you and you took his pants? Oh, that was a seal, a fake seal. It's not a real fake. How did that go again? Yeah. So that was a long time ago. Three of remember. them, they came into a bar in Japan. In all Japan, the fighters that's were right. there. And they were pushing people. And I see people flying left and right. They're just pushing to the side, these Japanese people. And I go, look at my friends. I go, check this out. So I turn my back to them, but I stand in the road where I can walk. And sure enough, he pushed me too. And I go, dude, why would you do that? They go, well, would you want to go with seals? I go, you're not seals, man. The seals would never do this. I know seals. And they go, well, you want to go outside? They go, let's go. Who you, who you want to fight? So I'll fight all three of you. And so we go outside and I go boom, boom. And the first two are down. And then, and then I had this guy. So I got him and I think I got him in the first time in an arm bar yeah. because I, I start doing requests, you know? So I say to the other five, what do you want to see? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I so got him in an arm bar and then I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pulling a little hard, yeah, but I don't want to break the arm. And he's, no, 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 please. I won't do it anymore. He's begging you to let, let it off. So I let go yeah. and he jumps on me again. Immediately. And immediately they got him in a uh, knee bar, I think it was, and yeah. he's screaming again. And I let him go again. Yeah. And he attacked me again. Right. So, so that's when we choked him out, pulled his pants down. And unfortunately, we didn't make pictures. But when he woke up, he felt very embarrassed because he was like that. Day. <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. I'm, I'm kind of changed now. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying there's no way that anybody could get you to do that now? No, it's, well, well, if they attack innocent people or yeah. if, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that it's, we have to, you, you know, know, we are made, if you have that gift to have, so, you know, yes. you have to protect yourself yep. or the loved ones, yep. you, you have to, and the innocent, so you you're know, completely a, legal to do it. A long time ago, I, I went on a date with a girl, I didn't know her very well, I didn't know she was crazy, and we went to a fight, and you were there, it was like some amateur thing, like, who cares, on a Saturday in Los Angeles. And uh, I was sitting there watching fights and someone goes, hey, man, your girlfriend's fighting. And I was like, what? And I go over and there's a huge scrap and it's her and some other girl and they're being pulled apart and kicking and pulling hair. And I think it was it was somebody. It was a Gracie's wife of sorts. Uh oh, and I was like, dude. Can you not fight Gracie's? <laughs> yeah. Not I, a smart thing. I'm here by myself. You mean like I know like seven guys total, and, I, and I'm pretty sure they're a bit more friends with Gracie's than I am with me. So like this is bad. How, yeah. long, how long had you been training at this point? I, you know, not long, not <laughs> never, never long enough. Long enough to know that everybody here is a killer. And I saw you. I went in there to break it up, like to get people off. And I see you walking towards it but just like you're like okay it looks like the situation is handled yeah okay. it, but just the fear of like <laughs> i grab her and i go hey stop and i see bus root and i go oh my god <laughs> like lady please stop yeah. no like, violence it's, like if you hit somebody and he hits ah oh. <laughs> 
I remember like not being in, interested in her immediately after that. <laughs> Smart because once they do it to them, they're gonna do it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good it's point. very simple. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she looked too happy in it too. Like she had like a Joker green on her face, and I was like, "Are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> like this is life and death for me." <laughs> yeah. But Crazy. you didn't do anything. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. So now, you, do you train? Like, how's the arm? Um, you know, this was actually a really tiny arm. It's believe it or not, this is big now compared yeah. to what it was. Yeah, um, and it's from your neck and back, right? Yeah. The, once the nerves stop sending signals, that the muscles don't work. That's yeah. the only way. That's why when you break your back and there's no signals going to the legs when yeah. you're in a wheelchair, you know. So, but uh, it wasn't I'm, from a particular thing, right? It was just wear and tear. Or? No, it was never from fighting. It was from a fight scene in a TV show. In where we had to come up with something that the lead actor, because he was going to knock me out, is Holt McKelleny. He's the guy from Mindhunter. I don't know if you watch that show on Netflix about his FBI profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. yeah. He's the lead actor in that. And I uh, actually couldn't see him tonight because it was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Holt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, he was uh, Chiu. See? Now Chiu shoot it again. Where, where were we? You're talking about fighting, you hurt, you hurt. Uh, yeah, what happened? In oh, so yeah, he was the lead actor in that show. It was the show called Lights Out. I don't know if you remember on FX. It was the boxing yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. He was the lead in that. Yeah. So there was this underground fight that he had to do to save his brother for something. And I had to fight the cage fighter, which was me. And they said, oh, you're going to do this, boom, boom, boom. And the cage fighter is gone. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that. It's freaking boss with and People are going to think it's stupid. He needs to, I need to win with luck. You know, he needs to beat me up. And then he does something where I say, I got it. I say, what about I drop you, you know, I jump on your back, but I forget to put my hooks in and you lean over and I slide down and I spike myself on the head and then I'm dizzy and you hit me in the throat and you knock me out. He goes, yeah, but you really want to do that? I go, yeah, why not? You, you think you're invisible, right? If you're a, an athlete, I guess. And I did that. And then that's it. Because once I saw the show, because I, like three weeks later, I look at my wife, I go, is my arm getting smaller? And it was hurting so much that I couldn't use it. So that's as why I didn't realize. As soon as you hit, did you feel pain? No. It was just a shoulder pain that I had the next day. Just a pain. That just was the yeah. so shot will be okay. Yeah. So then I had to go an autograph signing in Boston. And it was killing me. So I went to the doctor. I said, can you put a cortisone shot in there? Because, you know, I, I need to travel. And this, it's, it's really hurting me. So he puts the cortisone shot in there. Now the pain is gone. And I tried to lift up my carry-on. I couldn't. I was like... I go, oh, in my other arm. I go, okay, okay. So it's this arm only. I thought I lost everything. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized, I, I mean, I couldn't pull the trigger from a gun. I couldn't, I couldn't just freak my hand. I couldn't grab the milk out. And my, my arm started slinking down. Do you think it had something to do with the cortisone when you were a kid too? I think you just the said tendons, getting the cortisone shot. Yeah, the cord the, 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 my tendons, that's why I stopped fighting. They started hurting a lot. Like, Did you do cortisone in your career a lot? Um, not a lot, but I used to have, yeah, every six months I would have a shot for my asthma. They would cortisone because it's really good to keep uh, the allergies out. Where does the shot go for asthma? Oh, just in your uh, shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it goes into the whole body and it helps you with all, every infection, right? right. That's, but cortisone is not good for the body though, right? It's not good for the body. Because I remember every time I got hurt, if it was like a contest coming up, yeah. people would say, you can get a shot. But you don't want to get too many of those. That's it. That was the thing. And that's the same with like prednisone. It's prednisone is one that gives you a really good feeling too. So that's why this you they give it to you. You have What's like that? six today, four tomorrow, five, four, three, two, one. You have to build that up right away because you're feeling great. There are a lot of these older ladies actually addicted to that stuff. 
So it makes you feel good and the pain goes away? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I know. That's that like, is, now we're talking, that man. Ter- I know, right? That's, don't try, I don't Stay need to know about that. away from yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I'm going to erase that that exists. Yeah. I, knew, I knew about the cortisone thing. You know, Phil Collins can't play drums yeah, anymore. Yeah. He said that's the reason why. He said so many times over the years he was touring and singing, and, and they give the singers the oh, shots of the, the voice. Wow. Or, and he said good. nobody told him. Maybe they didn't know, or maybe they were withholding that the information. Long-term his, effects. His back doesn't. That's why he can't play we, drums is because of singing. As athletes, musicians, whatever it is, yeah. the whole injury thing and how you recover has jumped. It's probably the fastest growing, the most advancing in my life. Like from what we know now, to, from, from what I knew then, it, like the injuries. And even when I was coming up, when people blew their knees out, the knee surgery that everyone got looked like a shark attack. Yeah. Like it was a big, dirty scar up your knee. Yeah. And then it became two little holes. <laughs> You know, like all, all the, and then uh, stem cells, if you got into that? Stem cells is great. I, I just did, like on Monday, I was doing an IV, you know? Yeah, we'll wait, do here you were doing it? No, in uh, in Texas. I live okay. down in Texas. Uh, at the Ways to Well, that clinic, uh, the, the guy was on Joe Rogan's show as well. Okay, and now they're and doing it like they are in Colombia, where you can get... Not like that. What they do is that you, they give you BPC-157, you know, to heal yeah. faster for all these things. But there's also some stem cells in there. And I have a nonstop muscle ache. It's like it drives me insane. Oh. Always, it always hurts. And boy, man, every time when, they, when I come home, it's like everything is gone. I go, this is, I wish I could do this every freaking week. <laughs> How long does that last? A couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. But then it slowly goes away of course yeah but at least it's cortisones like when if you do it with a, a, a shot of, a, uh, of a stem cells if you do cortisones that's of course bad stem cells isn't because right. it's actually really healthy for you do you know what is inside this discrete package you may not your neighbors almost definitely will not and that is the idea nobody knows you are getting high-quality boners delivered to your house at the low, low cost that is completely unbeatable thanks to our friends at Blue Chew. It's super easy. You just pull the thing off and you just you chuck one of these. And- right now, Jason is enjoying the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Bone zone, baby. Come on. That's right. You don't need money to have boners. Thanks to our friends at Blue Chew. The tablets are made in the U.S., prepared and shipped direct to your door in this discreet package. Online, easy, everything you want, nothing that you don't. Chub up like a pro. And they're delicious. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Hell yeah, so do I. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got Dude. a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Ellis at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code Ellis to receive your first month free, bro. Totally free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Boing. I almost said fuck. Did you fought when they when they had the tournament things where you had to fight more than one time? How many times have you fought in one night? I I, I never, never did, did that. Thankfully, I never did that. I started fighting in Pancras in Japan, 
And then we had UFC fighters coming over, like Frank Shamrock came over, and I, uh, he went, he became five-time UFC champion. Maurice Smith, Guy Metzger, all these guys, but I was beating those guys in Pancras. Yeah. So that's where the matchmaker came and he says, hey, we want you in the UFC. I go, cool, let me fight these. I got three more fights under the contract. Uh, I'll do that, and I go to the UFC. And that was when they introduced uh, weight classes, because there was no weight classes. Yeah. I had no weight classes in Japan. Okay. And also not in the UFC, but that's where they first came. It was a heavyweight, and I thought it was going to go middleweight. They called 200 pounds and over heavy, 200 pounds below middleweight. I remember when I fought for the title, I was with my jeans and everything on the scale, and I was 197, and I had to be over 200. He go, I say, why? He says, otherwise you can't fight for the title. I go, one moment. I saw my body's drinking waters. So give me your waters. <laughs> so I start drinking all these waters. Yeah. I drank way too much, two or three. I drank five pounds of water because I didn't want to miss the second weigh-in, of course. But I was 203, and that's why they allowed me to fight for the heavyweight title. When you fought people and they didn't have weight classes, was there a weight that if you were bigger than you? Because when you, you – what are you like when you were so, uh, in your prime, I'm always like been the same. In 93, I weighed the same as now. So 193. So, oh, no, 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 no. That was, that was very – what happened in that? Normally, I'm like 208. Yeah. What okay. happened in that fight? I went to Colorado to train high altitude. What I didn't realize is that the dehydration in the high altitude. Yeah. So all my fluids were out. That's okay. why I was weighing so light. But I was gonna. I'm trying to ask if there's someone's like uh, 250, and they're not as good as you, you still win, right? My last guy was 265, and I was 210. Because you're a bit, because he's slower and you're he's a better slower. fighter. I got better, I'm faster. I can move faster. I have better stamina. And I your can, size, at your size, still your shot counts. I still got power, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't really lose that. My first one was freaking me out. So I go to Japan, don't know anything about the rules. And I thought, this is weird. There's no weigh-ins. How do you get an invitation to a thing that you don't know the rules to? How does that work? Well, what happened was this. Um, I was just telling the story uh, to a friend of mine. So I met my wife a long time ago in 92, where I just fought a fight in Holland that I lost because there was a whole backstory. A friend of mine got beat up on the street, so I went looking for the guy. This whole thing happened. A friend of mine pulled a gun, and then boom, 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 boom. And suddenly, three days before the fight, freaking SWAT's coming in, and they thought I was – so there was a whole nightmare. I shouldn't have fought the fight, but it was the main event. So I said, okay. I also trained only three and a half weeks for it because I was drunk when I took the fight. And I had no clue until they call me and they say, hey, where do we send the posters to? I go, what posters from the fight? They say, who's fighting? He says, you. I said, me? <laughs> <laughs> when did I say that? I didn't pray for three years. Check that out. <laughs> and then you. And I go, when did I say that? He goes, on New Year's Eve. I go, oh, yeah, I met the guy. Did I say that? Oh. Well, now I got to be a man. I got to man up. So yeah. I said, okay, you all send it to me. I'll... Get it done. I should have never fought. You know who you're I, I couldn't even rope skipping. Oh, I'm I know exactly what I was fighting. He says, So who am I fighting? He goes, Frank Lopman. I go, The Animal. That was his nickname. Yeah. It's like, why did he have like 94 fights with like 89 knockouts? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something bizarre, you know? I go, Oh, crap. You know, so I shouldn't have fought that fight. I lost that fight. But because I lost, suddenly I was the worst fighter in, in Holland. It was really weird. They dropped me right away. They forgot all about my knockouts that I had before. And I took my, met my wife and she says, oh, you ever go to fight? I said, no, I don't like fighting in Holland because, you know, these people just dropped me right away. Yeah. So uh, then she has a stare, a blank stare on her face one day. And I go, what's going on? And she goes, what? She says, oh, you're going to be a famous fighter in Japan. And I go... No, I'm not going to fight anymore. She said, yes, she said that. But she said, Holland, you're going to go to Japan. A year later or so, 
a phone rings and I never picked up my phone and the answering machine was broke. But something made me pick up the phone. And this is a guy, Chris Dolman from Holland. He says, hey, there's new, two new guys, for, uh, two guys, Japanese guys here. They're uh, starting a new organization called Pancras in Japan. They're looking for talent. If you drive in your car, jump in the car, come now, right now, you can do a tryout. And then, you know, maybe they're going to get you. This yeah. is good. So I went over there and I got into a brawl with one of his champions. Uh, uh, he went really hard. I go, dude, they just want to see technique. We don't have to go hard. Yeah. But he kept going. I said, listen, I'm okay with that. But it's not going to be one-way traffic, you yeah, know. Yeah. I'm going to fight back. So you, you gave him fair warning. I gave fair warning. Resulted me knocking him out with a head kick, and that looked great because he needed a whole bunch of stitches. And I saw this guy pointing at me, and boom, I'm fighting in Japan. Right. So that was the invitation. Then many years later, no, not many years later, like in '94, so September 21st in '93, I started fighting. In '94, my wife has that blank stare again, and I go, "Now what?" And she goes, we're going to move to America and you're going to have a TV show. No way. A nine-year TV show on TV. It's the most insane thing. So do you feel like you have been living a life that you were destined 100%. to live? 100%. Every, everything that I was, I thought it was a curse when I grew up with my skin disease, I realized now it was a blessing for me because right. that's the reason I'm sitting here. Right. If I wouldn't have had that. That's every yeah. superhero movie. Almost, yeah. It's all the problems yeah. they have when they're little that define their greatness. Dude, to have bad lungs as a child and then to be in a sport that demands the highest cardiovascular is insane. So that you have the the breath, the breathing, yeah. the breathing thing because because of that. I've seen videos of you teaching people how to breathe and tell yeah. people get so better what lung capacity. If I had an asthma attack, I would be a week in bed. I was not able to eat because I couldn't breathe. I'm in bed. People go like, <laughs> oh, my asthma. I go, whatever, dude. I'm like, <clears throat> like this is a bed for seven days, 24-7. Like I said, uh, water. If I wanted water, I had to put a cloth in water and suck it out because otherwise it could shoot in How your lungs. How old are you and, when you're doing that? Oh, this, that was a long time ago. This, like, this like was a kid, from right? six till oh. 14. Dude. But I was doing track and field at a high level as well already at the time. But, of course, running was always my worst thing. You know, yeah. I was decathlon. So the 400, 800, and 1500 meters, not good for me. But after an asthma attack, I would always break my freaking running times. And I go, why is this? And I couldn't understand it. And then I went to the doctor's office one day, and I saw a, a drawing of a poster uh, of a pair of lungs on the wall in a frame. And it showed that your infection is not in your lungs. It's in the airways, yeah. the bronchial tubes that go to the lungs. And it showed an infected airway and next to it a healthy one. Yeah. And I go, oh, I've been working out my lungs. That's what I thought at the time. I've worked out my lungs, pulling air in through a restricted area, making them stronger. So then when the uh, opening is up back to normal, it's much easier for me to breathe. Why do, I was 14. Why don't I come up with something that controls the air intake? Yeah. So 11 years later, Oh, no, way later, 11 years ago now, I decided to make it. So I have the prototype. I start training with the prototype. I'm carrying an inhaler everywhere I go with me, right? Everywhere. I would sneeze. I would act up. I had to open it up. Every workout session, you work out for, let's say, 30 seconds. Your lungs will close. Every asthma patient will tell you the same. You spray them open, and then you're good. Every fight, always one with me. I train Never did one in weeks. between rounds? No, they wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't allow Remember it. Remember when somebody did yeah. do that? I tried it one time, but uh, they, they wouldn't said allow no. it. Yeah. Right. But then uh, three and a half weeks in, my asthma's gone. And I go- No spray, nothing. Nothing. And I go, they were onto something. So I sent to my friend who has in Holland. He calls me eight days later. He goes, 
dude, my asthma is gone. I go, I want to sell them in Holland. He's literally selling them for me in Europe right yeah. now. So I go, okay, we're up to something. But it took a long time to go and to, you know, nothing worked really because people don't really believe it. It's a simple device when you see it. And then I went to the doctor's office from Dr. Belize. I've read it. She's a world-renowned breathing expert. And somebody set us up. Joey Diaz, the comedian, actually set us up there. And I think you guys should click because she's in breathing and you're in breathing and do something. So it's, she measured my chest expansion. So because the way you breathe is by chest expansion. Like yeah. your lungs are two bags. There's no muscle in your lung, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you can't expand your chest, you die. You can't open your lungs. This chest expansion will create a vacuum between your body and lungs. And that vacuum opens up your lungs. That's how you breathe. And that's your diaphragm and your intercostals, the muscles outside, your external intercostal muscles. They breathe it up. So then I, uh, uh, first thing she does is measuring my chest expansion. She grabs a measure and she says, exhale, inhale. And she goes, yeah, yeah, that's not possible. Do it again. So I do it again. And she goes, wait. And she runs out and she comes back with another doctor. And he goes, what's going on? She says, well, if I don't bring him, he's never going to believe it. He goes, what are you talking about? She says, well, normally when somebody breaks our record with chest expansion, they break it by like an eighth of an inch. You just almost went two inch more than everybody else. Yeah what are you doing? And she says, well, that's this device that I have. It's a inspiratory muscle trainer. So then she started using it. She realized it's freaking really good. She put it in her book because she has a bunch of books out. Yeah. And that's when people start paying attention. And then suddenly it started going. Now suddenly I got all these published medical journals that focus everything. So for the people at home, you have to understand, first of all, that 95% of us is breathing wrong. If you see me fight, I breathe like this. Well, four to six of these breaths is the same as one diaphragmatic breath. Big difference. Just breathing correctly can give you up to five times more oxygen. It starts with that. And if you stand in front of a mirror and it's take a deep breath, you do this. <sighs> You're breathing incorrect. And the chances are that you are 95%. Those 5%, the good ones, probably have breathing classes. That's how crazy it is. Okay, so that's the first step. Then you start thinking, how does endurance increase? Why does your endurance increase? They go, you train really hard. Yeah, but what happens? Well, I tell you what happens. If you train a muscle over and over again, it becomes more efficient at the job. And the word efficient already says it. It uses less oxygen, therefore stamina increases. Okay, good. Let's go to the next one. Um, Metaborflex, gassing. That's the nice word for gassing, right? What happens when you're gassing? And I always explain the same. Let's say you're running a hill, steep hill, and suddenly it, hit, it feels like you hit the wall. Well, at that particular moment, what happens is that your body starts regulating your oxygen flow. It takes it away from your legs, believe it or not, even while you're running, because they send it to the number one priority in your body, which is breathing. Your 11 pounds of breathing muscles. They need oxygen, otherwise you die. Okay, so endurance is training a muscle over and over again, gets more uh, endurance. Why don't I work out those 11 pounds of breathing muscles so they don't have to steal blood anymore? And I always tell people, blood stealing is literally a medical term for that. They don't have to steal that oxygenated blood anymore from the legs, you can keep going. So now you delay your gassing, which normally say happens here, it freaking happens there. And that's why I tell everybody always, every single Olympian endurance athlete will use inspiratory muscle training. Yeah. And that's what the O2 trainer does. And it changed my life. It changes people's life. I mean, COPD, asthma, anxiety, PTSD, back problems, balance. I mean, things you come, sleep apnea, cystic fibrosis. And they go like, oh, it's a gimmick. Go on my website, o2trainer.com, click on science. There was a whole list drops down, published medical journals. Yeah. And you know as well as I do, you can't have any say in what they publish, right? So whatever they publish, that's the truth. You know, you can't doctor though, and you can't pay money for it. Yeah. And then when you go on a published medical journal website, 
well, you, you'll find 1,200 uh, journals about um, inspiratory muscle training. So, that, yeah, that's the device. It's super, it takes four minutes a day. Really, that's it, and it will change you. So if someone's uh, – this is me. I was going to go to a breathwork class this morning. I wasn't able to make it. I could just do this. Just do that. What this does, it – it uses, you need so much power to inhale to a really tiny area mm -hmm. that you you can't pull in that air by you raising your shoulders. You're going to be forced to use your core, your diaphragm. I understand. Uh, it only works if you do it the right way. That's it. And once you start, now I have bodybuilders buying them for their abs because they say, dude, I never had abs and now I get abs because it's a hardcore workout. It's four minutes, but people go, oh, it's easy. Well, you're going to feel it. You'll be sweating in the beginning. Oh, because, wow. Yeah. And this is another fun story. So five years ago, I started doing this daily, I might have missed 50 over five years, and that's due to traveling. So there's a certain way you have to do this. You have to do 30 repetitions. And the 30 repetitions should take you between three and four and a half minutes. Now, when you go over four and a half minutes, you're gonna need more resistance. When you go below, uh, no, no, when you go over, you need less resistance. And when you go below three minutes, that means you need more resistance because, so, but you have to figure that out. And anyway, I started with resistance cap number four, four millimeter. And it took me three minutes and 45 seconds to complete my 30 repetitions. Two years later, I look at my wife, I go, you know what? Give me that old setting again. I want to see how fast I can do it now. So three minutes, for, uh, 45, and this is all documented. You can all see this on my website. 55 seconds. 75% <laughs> increase. Yeah. From three. And that's when I started training. And now if I come out of a round, a heart, and I hit the back, I literally come out like this. And in the early days. Yeah. So it would have been gone. cool to have that in the early days. Oh, it would have changed me. Yeah. And the, 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 these are really cool things, but it does also like, if you, those are the published medical journals. When you inhale for, let's say, four seconds and you exhale for eight seconds, right? What you're doing is you're stimulating the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve, which is a nerve that calms you down, drops your cortisol levels, heart, uh, heart rate, cord, uh, blood pressure, everything, right? Now, what also, the, the most important one is that breathing. Four seconds in, eight seconds out, or two seconds in, four seconds out, longer exhale than an inhale. But what also does, um, and it calms you down, is humming, singing, uh, splashing water in your face, cold water, and like massaging your ears on the inside with Q-tips. Really weird. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is when I was nervous before a fight, I would always do this. I would sit, and I didn't know anything about breathing at the yeah. time. I would go, hum. I would let my stomach vibrate. That's what I thought. Yeah. So unknowingly, I was doing, I was stimulating the vagus nerve, not only with breathing, but also with the humming, and it would calm me down. Yeah. If I had a headache, I would make a higher sound because then your skull vibrates, yeah. and that would help me with that. Now I realized what I was doing. I was stimulating the vagus nerve. Then I won a fight with the boss with the neck crank, we called this. And what it is, is like I've, I wrap you around my body in such a way that your chest can't expand. Yeah. Well, if your chest can't expand, you can't breathe. And I knew I was smothering the guy. Yeah. I won a fight with this. I told yeah. the corner, all the fighters, they watch, I'm going to finish this guy with the new move, boss with the neck crank. I got to the front of, the, of a Metallica concert doing that. Which one? I, I was at a Metallica concert, and when the lights went out, oh, everybody bum push. rushed to the cage and the, to the front rail. The front rail, and I was behind. There was a, a just one row of people that had their arms linked, holding onto the fence, so they blocked, so you couldn't get in next to them. Yeah, and I punched through the arms of the two guys, and then 
punch through the other side. And then every time he took a breath, when he breathed out, I pushed him in against the fence. Smart. More and more until, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. until he passed out and security pulled him out and then that's they it. got to the fence. That's that's exactly what you were yeah. doing. You're smarter than you did the bus routing. Yeah. If this guy can, if I put him in that lock, he just took a deep breath in, he can hold that lock for as long as he can hold his breath. Right. As soon as he exhales, can't inhale anymore. That's it. Right. That's it. And then I did another thing, and this is most crazy. This is what a lot of fighters don't know. Stretching your chest is the most important thing. After the age of 28, 29, your, your chest starts to calcify. That means your chest expansion gets less. That's why you start losing 30 milliliters a year. So in 10 years, you lose 300 milliliter. 30 years, so I'm 58. If I would not have done this, I would have lost one liter for my six liters that one I have. One liter of what? Oxygen, lungs. Oh, what? So, but if you keep working out those muscles, and everybody goes to this, it's calcification of the chest, so you yeah. can't expand anymore. But if you work them out with that, uh, with the inspiratory muscle trainer, yeah. you keep the maximum expansion. That's why these people, they always say, oh, you can get bigger lungs with this. It's a complete lie. We have a set pair of lungs. You can't get bigger, bigger lungs. Now, if I never did it, and I'm 58, yes, I have bigger, smaller lungs. I have a liter less. And then when I start using inspiratory muscle training, I can bring it back to the original size. Yeah. Then, which will be bigger at that moment. But don't believe what they longer. say. You live longer. Huh? You live longer. You live way longer. I mean, and then diaphragmatic breathing. Well, if you pour something, right? How many times you pour next to it? Watch, it's your breathing. If you breathe diaphragmatically, there's no movement. What do you think that sharpshooters do? Yeah, Like Tim sure. Kelly. You yeah. think like, no? Yeah. They breathe using the diaphragm. Yeah. What do you think people are freaking jet pilots? You think don't, don't, they don't, you go two times the sound of speed, you can't breathe. Yeah. You're going to have to work out your freaking breathing muscles. It's the Otherwise, same as people when they do the, when they, uh, big wave surfers and they do the diving course. Like I got a couple of pro surfer friends that were, they went and did the course because they were getting held underwater for really long amounts of time. Yep. And within a week, they were doing like, Way longer than a normal human can hold their oh, breath yeah. underwater, like four and five minutes and stuff in a week of training. It, it, it's 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 shutting the governor off. It's that the, everything you know. We we get an alarm bell fifty or sixty percent before you need to take a breath. It's your body just protecting you, and it says, "Hey, you need to take a breath." You take, you, do, you you can way longer hold it, yeah. but if you get used to that feeling of neglecting that feeling, neglecting, that's what these deep divers can do. Yeah. You know, now you can come close to like 10% only. Now you got suddenly 50% more than you had before. So yeah, yeah. this guy, Stig Severinsen, is, uh, I, I know him very well. He did um, 20, 21 minutes holding his breath. And that's floating on his belly in the pool, so this can't cheat. And it's, it's sure, it's pure oxygen, but let's not be crazy. Uh, nobody can do that. That's crazy. That's the world's record. Yeah. 20 so, minutes. Or then Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps has 12 liter long volume, double of what everybody else has. He's built he for swimming. Born with it. B born with it. Right. Big hands, big feet, big long strikes. Yeah. This guy's born for freaking swimming. Yeah. You no, know, that was his thing. And that is crazy mentality. I mean, I think five years, right? He went five years without missing one single training class. Never trained every single day because all the days that we stop, he says that I trade 50 times, 52 times more than other regular persons because yeah. I take no day off. Yeah, I'm not well, a big fan of that. I believe in also rest and protein and re rejuvenating the body. Right. I'm into that, but 
you know, if you start with it. It worked out for him. It worked out for him. He's a freaking yeah. machine. I mean, did you ever see his gold medals? If he wears He's them all, all, it's yeah. a freaking stack. It's the biggest thing you've ever seen. What's uh, Where do people go to see uh, Combat Karate and all the – where do we see all bus route and stuff? Karate.com. They still wouldn't tell me what they paid for that domain name because I can only imagine they asked oh. a lot of money <laughs> wow. for that. There's some big partners involved with this. Oh, I mean, yeah, big ones. It, it looks so good. You know, there's UFC is always the gold standard. Yeah. Nobody looks quite as good as UFC. This is – Completely different. Completely different, but yep. it's – First class, I mean it sincerely. It's really well done. And another great thing that I have, they have the karate token now. So it's crypto. And what they do with that, if you if you like gambling, by the way, I cannot call it gambling because it's up, uh, up only gaming, it's called right now. If you lose a bet, karate combat will take care of that. You can only win at this moment. It's only for two years we're going to do that. So you can start betting on fighters. Now, they want interaction. That's why they do this. They want everybody to jump on the thing and they can make money. Now, the cool thing about this is that if you win, 90% goes to you, but that 10% goes to the fighter you were betting for. So yeah. now the fighter also gets a little bit of that yeah. pay. And if a lot of people are doing that, his money. That is, is awesome. awesome. It's really freaking cool. And then now lately, it started last week, we have the Kumite. And the Kumite is... And this is badass because we let him fight with uh, no sleeves. So it's like Cobra Kai. Yeah. You know, the karate yeah, yeah, gear with yeah, the yeah. no sleeves. And you can, amateurs go there. And the ones who perform the best and leave an impression, they get a contract to fight the real deal. So that's Give a really a nice career. program to watch. So karate.com, go there. Yeah. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. If I were you, get the app, get the crypto. Yep. Because it's very cheap right now. And you know as well as I do, you know, well, look at Bitcoin. You know, imagine you put $100,000, you're a billionaire. You know, that's how fast, it was 1,500 times more, right, I believe. So if you had a dollar, was $1,500, well, if you do yeah. 100,000 bucks, yeah. I mean, forget about it. So you never know. And these guys are really smart. The guy who, who came up with that idea, he made a lot of money in cryptocurrency. So uh, I think it's going to be really good yeah. for the fighters, for everybody. Sounds awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show, dude. It's awesome to catch up. Stoked to have you on. <laughs> Everybody, you. if you want to see more Jason Ellis show, it's uh, patreon.com slash Ellismate. We do five shows a week because we're very busy, busy bees. Thanks again, boss. Have a good one, everybody. Don't die. Oh, shit.